Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. And welcome to episode 94 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Got myself, Wooly, Nathan Barden in the house. All right. And uh, we've got two definitely not average runners with us, Jess Willis and Jake Townsend. Hey, guys. Hey, Steve. Hey, Nathan. How are you? Hey, welcome. Yeah, great Thank to you. have you with us. Kind of like the uh, Brisbane endurance athlete powerhouse couple, you two. <laughs> know about that. Don't know about that yet. <laughs> did you meet through running is that how yeah we did yeah hmm. yeah funny enough actually <laughs> i'll just tell, i'll tell you a little interesting story with how i met jake for the first time right i've got i've actually got a friend who lives on the sunshine coast called jake townsend and i was checking the park run results at brightwater park run and i'm like no way like I didn't know he could run like, and I'm like, then I'm like looking at, I was like searching him on Facebook, seeing if he'd lost heaps of weight and stuff. Cause there's no way that like the Jake Townsend <laughs> I know would be able to run like, you know, 17 minutes for 5k. And I'm like, God, man, I, oh, you know, and then I was like, well, I never judge a book by its cover. You just don't know. Some people can just run. Oh. eh? like, and then oh. I went out to Brightwater park run one morning and I met you and I, and then I realized, oh, you're a different Jake Townsend to the guy that I know. Oh, I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it's funny talking about people with the same name. I was running with uh, Wax's mate, Michael, on Sunday morning, and he's got exactly the same name and surname, spelt the same. And uh, he's, I probably shouldn't say too much because it um, might jeopardize it him in a race but he used the other guy's entry time as a boston qualifier oh shit and it's because he and uh, that, uh, it's spelt the same so that's how yeah i was like oh, the hell, how, and he's a, good run, a good runner as well so it's like <laughs> hilarious he's a mate and he knows him he's like a mate of his they've both got exactly the same name they're both into running one's better than the other no way no. what a legend that's cool yeah. what a great <laughs> idea yeah, did he get in? Yeah, yeah, he got accepted as well. <laughs> wow. oh, Imagine if he was an elite and you were getting, you know, elite starts. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change my name to Elliot Kipchoge. <laughs> <laughs> Never to pay for a thing again. Yeah, that's it. Bang. <laughs> well, we don't have that many female guests on the show. So we might I was well thinking start. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like have we had any? Who we had on? <laughs> New. Had Sasha and Katie. We interviewed New. New, Balka, Karen Miller. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we've had a couple, not many, but um, yeah, we should get more more um women on for sure. <laughs> Being Being boys club, eh? <laughs> but like I said before we started recording, Jess, I've listened to loads of your podcasts that you've done, and I'm, I was going to try not to ask the same questions, but I guess for people that don't know you, like, 
How did you get started running? Uh, yes, I guess I've always been grown up in a really athletic family. So I did little A's and everything like that um, as I was growing up. I, and then I played hockey for quite some time pretty seriously. Um, wasn't really running um, early on in life, so my 20s and that. And then um, it was really just before I had Nate, so my first kid um he's eight now I started running before that and um it was really my brother and my mum that got me into it we just started doing um the Mother's Day run at South Bank um so we started doing that every year and then it sort of expanded to um like Bridge to Brisbane and things like that then I had Nate got into it more seriously after that um still wasn't taking it all that seriously and then I had I've got twin girls as well that are six um and I probably really started getting a, a lot more serious after that I ran a, a couple of marathons in between kids um but definitely wasn't hitting like the the amount of k's that I'm doing these days back then um so it was a really slow progression over probably a good eight years um to build the k's up to what I sort of run now um yeah and then yeah just it's just what we do now sorry what is your average um case per week now these days uh about 140 a week shift yeah yeah massive <laughs> she used to do about 180 steve at one oh, point oh, wow <laughs> when i first met her yeah i um my coach prior to to Maddie, who I'm with now, um, I was I was training a lot differently, so not as much speed in my program. I was doing a lot more slower, um, longer running, and I was probably averaging like your 160 to 180 a week back then. Um, yeah. God, Are you running twice a day, pretty much to do that. Yeah. 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 Twice a day, most days. Yeah, probably five out of seven days. Twice a day, yeah. Do you find you work quite well off that volume of about 140, better than, say, 180? Yeah, so when I was doing the longer distance stuff, I, I always felt like there was something missing in my week. So I, I, I always felt like I wasn't um, making the most of my training, so I wasn't being efficient with the time I was spending. I, and I felt like I was missing that speed element. Since I've changed coaches, the Ks have dropped. And I now do two speed sessions a week. Sometimes um, there'll be something in my long run on a Sunday. Um, and the 140 Ks for those weeks is pretty spot on. Like I don't feel like I want to go and run anymore. Um, I, I'm very content with the Ks where I'm at. Yeah. Because I'm training smart, not hard. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... With the throwing in the speed work and the sets are pretty full on sets. I, I, yeah, I'm completely happy with where it's at. Yeah. Getting closer to marathon, there might be a couple of weeks where the Ks are a little bit more, but generally I sit around that 130, 140, 140 mark each week. Yeah. I had a bit of a chuckle to myself when you said you dropped your Ks right back to 140. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's heaps. And what's your favourite distance to run at the moment, Jess? Definitely the marathon. Yeah. yeah. You found yeah. that what you're best at? Is that like, or you just enjoy it more or? It's, it is what I'm best at. And I think it's because I enjoy it more. Um, I, I definitely concentrate on the marathon distance. 
the other stuff I, I love, but I'm my 5K time definitely is not reflective of my marathon time. Um, yeah, if I put my 5K into a race predictor, it's probably predicting like th a three-hour marathon. Where I'm what is, what's your 5K time? 18.30. Shit, you so, go way quicker than that, yeah. You're pretty good though. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. But I but should be able to yeah. run quicker than that, right? Yeah. You should be yeah. able to run like 17 minutes or sub-17 minutes. And if, yeah, if I concentrated on that, then yeah, I, I probably would, but I've never concentrated on a 5K or 10K really. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Jake? We, you've done a bit of um, tie boxing in your past, like me and Nathan have as well, but how did you get started with, well, you're mostly doing triathlons now, but with running, how did you start running? My story is the total opposite of Jess's story. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my younger days, I needed to make a little bit of a change. And um, I guess at the time, my mum was a runner also, and I watched her run. I couldn't even count how many marathons and ultra marathons. And, oh, wow. Um, at one point in my early 30s, she passed away, and I had a bit of an alcohol problem and things like that. And I thought, well, I've sort of got to start getting fit again. And um, she said to me, just start running, Jake, and we'll start changing your life. And I just would start going out for little runs and stuff like that. And I remember I used to run with a stopwatch and I'm like, shit, I've just ran for three hours. And I oh, sat wow. down and I watched this YouTube and this Leadville thing came up and this guy ran 100 miles. And I was like, I think I could do that. And I started training more and um, I got really into like trail running and started racing trail running around in Queensland and um, I found myself like either getting in third or winning some of them and I thought far out maybe I should actually take this serious and, and got a coach and um, entered the UTA 100 and started doing all these longer trial runs and um, I did that for I think I did ultra running for like six years and I just really loved it and I do like marathons off the back of like um some ultra run races and never been out I, I never broke the three hour like i'd get to like three hours and one second i think one of my times oh, no. recorded at gold coast <laughs> this was like two weeks after i did like um an ultra marathon and thought ah, it's only a marathon and then soon really learned that marathon is very hard and you're very exposed yeah. and it takes so much and a lot of grit and determination so i thought i'd start getting into marathons and did a few marathons, but never really had a, like a good lead into them, I guess. Like I've done a seven week training block off the back of a, like a, a shin, uh, shin stress fracture. Um, and then I tried another one, but it was like four weeks out of like, I went to go try another one a few weeks out of Ironman, but that didn't work too well. And, um, I did get under the three hours. Like I've got an official time, two fifty-four. <laughs> it should be a lot faster than that. Yeah. Um, and I did start training very serious for a marathon there at one point, where I was sitting on one forty, one sixty k's a week, and doing lots of speed work. And I was coached, and um, my foot it just went bang, and I had to really have a good look and and stop and think, well, it's to like distribute a fair bit of the load over my body because it 
my foot, I think I was out for like, would have been a good three months of just mm-hmm. no running at all. And I thought, well, I'm going to go crazy otherwise. And Jess said, go to the bike shop and go get a bike. Sorry, just going back to your um, foot. Was you on a training run when that happened or was that in a race? Yeah. So initially, yeah, I was in Darwin. So I was just training and working. I had to go up to Darwin for some work and I came back and Jess and I were out for dinner actually. And I just, I felt it then and actually went back and I didn't think anything of it and I had a long run. So we went down to see some friends at the Brisbane Marathon and I had a 40K run. So I thought, oh, I'll go and see some friends and I'll go do the 40K run. And about halfway through it, I was in all this pain and thought, oh, it'll go away. It's nothing and didn't think too much of it and finished the run and my foot hurt. And then I, by about Wednesday afternoon, I could barely walk on it. And so I went and got a, an MRI. And um, it was a stress reaction. It was a stress reaction. They said, and I went and seen a sports doctor and he said, oh, I'll have a couple of weeks off and you'll be fine, mate. And I thought, oh, yeah, cool. He's the expert. So, Stoked. yep. Yep. I was real happy, but yeah. I missed the Gold Coast Marathon, unfortunately. And um, you did that. And then you got, then you got the all clear. I got the all clear and I sort of was still on the bike anyway. Um, training for triathlon because I missed the Gold Coast Marathon and I signed up to do my first triathlon and I was by the end of the race I couldn't walk at about seven kilometers on the run leg of that triathlon I felt my foot go bang and I felt this big snap and like this big pain up my leg and up my back and I thought fire out what's happening here and I thought I'll, I'll check it when I'm finished so I finished the K off and then i went to step on my foot and basically fell over. And I was like, oh, oh shit, no. something not right here. Real bad, yeah. And um, I thought, oh, I'll put my foot up, ice it. And then, yeah, Jess sent me to the emergency and I got an X-ray and it was just a big clean snap in my foot. Mm. <laughs> so the reaction, the stress reaction that he had, hadn't actually healed. Um, mm. Yeah, in the two weeks. Yeah, I got a bit of yeah. um, bad advice wasn't the best advice and um thought I was clear but I wasn't and yeah, yeah I had to have it further a good amount of time off and I thought well I'm gonna have some good time off here and I'll keep fit and um on the bike in a moon boot I was gonna say were bike. you in a moon boot yeah yeah in the, in the moon boot on the bike just and no swimming either or no I never swim. swam in my life mm. and then you could swim with the stressy though yeah I swam with the stressy the, like a um, pool boy well, I learned to swim with yeah. a stress fracture actually and decided to start getting into triathlon. And I just used to swim and ride like a maniac, I guess, and learn all these things about triathlon. And I didn't realize it was so, um, I guess there was a lot involved in it and you had to learn so much about triathlon. Um, it was really overwhelming at first around triathlon. It just learning how to swim, I guess. Um, my coach, Jess's brother, um, a, a person that had a broken leg and <laughs> couldn't swim. So poor bloke. <laughs> had never ridden a bike, couldn't swim and was in a moon boot <laughs> and trained I mean, him up <laughs> for an Ironman. <laughs> the scariest thing about triathlon has got to be the entry fee, isn't it? Some oh, of them Ironman, Ironmans are bloody thousand bucks, bucks to get in. Oh, even and- more shit. 
1200 that's and then yeah and then you've got to travel up and you know like the stress of it all like it's not like just chucking your shoes into a suitcase like you got to put your bike in this bag and then pray to god that it's not snapped by the time it gets up there like like, yes my bike works and then get it all back together and there's i've got a list before i race and i just check it off to make sure i haven't forgotten anything because there's so much and (laughs) it's different i mean you could put all that training in you could do all the swimming, the riding, the running, everything could go well. And then something mechanic, mechanical can break down and wreck your day. Like it's pretty cruel. Yeah. It's a that, very cruel sport. Whenever he races, I, that's, I'm nervous until he gets off the bike. Cause once yeah. he's off the bike, I know nothing mechanical can go wrong. Yeah. And it's all just up to him then. But once, yeah, I like I, you just track them on the bike. And I was the same with my brother when he was doing triathlon, I just used to track them on the bike. But it's funny, like I've seen Jake line up for running races and we'll both be standing at the start line and it's complete at a completely opposite Jake watching him stand there in the middle, like waiting to run into water. And because it's with running, when we when we start a running race, right, you, you're on the start line, you go gung-ho, like everyone puts in for those first couple of hundred metres. But with triathlon, it's like everyone goes real slow into the water. It's a really slow start because you're swimming. It's complete opposite. And it's been like it's been interesting watching Jake, how he used to start a race in triathlon to how he's starting now. Like he used to be so nervous jumping into the water. And, yeah, now he's obviously much more used to it. But it's completely different Mm. sports. Can you (laughs) swim a lot better now, Jake? Like you can hold your own in the water? I'm usually like first or second out of the water these days. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I took him to the pool in his moon boot because I was like, well, we're not going to sit around and just do nothing for three months. So let's go to the pool. He didn't even have togs. So we went down the pool, couldn't even swim 100 metres. Oh, I'm not kidding. No. He couldn't swim 100 metres. Now I'll look at his swims and it's he's averaging like, one minute 30 per 100 meters for oh, that's, that's fast four yeah. yeah so yeah he's definitely learned to swim right. yeah through my coach your brother <laughs> a lot of time has gone into it as well but yeah so it's yeah sorry no just a little um a little side story here one of the we at my Thai boxing gym we used to have this real big irish heavyweight guy he, he'd had over 100 boxing fights and he had about 10 tie boxing fights. He won a world title and everything. He was, he was brilliant, just gifted. But he decided he wanted to do a triathlon. And he he just, he I said, can you swim? And he said, yeah, I can swim. But I, <laughs> I think he didn't understand that, like, you know, when you're swimming, you've got to actually, yeah, I think he could just doggy paddle or whatever. And we went to the pool and Fresh I said, drink. oh, we'll just do, like, because I can't, I'm hopeless at swimming, but I can swim, I can get through a triathlon. But, um, he swam 50 meter, well, the 50 meter pool at Redcliffe. He got halfway up the pool, the first lap, and then like had to like stand up. <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't do a lap. <laughs> it's and so was, hard. And he was like, you know, like coughing and panicking, but he, yeah, he trained up and he got through like an enticer. So he did, he ended up doing one, which was it's pretty brave. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. pretty brave of him. Yeah. It's pretty full on in a race environment too, where everyone is trying to swim over the top here or pull you down or, mm. you know, it's, it's a, in the face and everything. Yeah. Else. Yeah. And the girls are just as bad as the guys. 
from what we hear. Brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. You never thought of doing any Jess or no. Not in a million years will anyone ever get me on the start line of a triathlon. And you'd be surprised. Everyone always says to me, you'll do a try, you'll do a try. Nope. Borrow Jake's bike. Lower the seat a bit. I've got a bike. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah, I do I do some riding and, and swimming as well, but there's no part of me that wants to line up on the start line of a triathlon. Not interested. Yeah. No. Hey, we, we've talked about it on here before, but like, I just reckon cycling is so dangerous. It like, is. Like uh, my um, brother-in-law is my Sasha's husband. Yeah. He's like a hardcore. Justin. Yeah. He's been riding for years and I always worry that like when he does those big rides, you know, you're just so dangerous with people just not looking and trucks and mm. does that worry you much, Jake? Oh, yeah, man. I've had so many close calls just like, You'll be riding along and because you have a TT bike too, so you sort of your vision isn't the best, but I've learned to really get out of my bars to make sure I'm on my brakes every time there's an intersection because cars don't really care. I've been clipped by review mirrors from angry drivers. Um, we must, I don't know, that people just don't like people in Lycra. I'm not sure what it is. Like yeah. I always make a really good effort to make sure I stay right over and keep out of the car's way, but yeah. there is some of them. And I do ride out your way a fair bit, Nathan, and yeah. um, along that road to Debra and up the back through there. And people don't ever generally- do it. I, I used to do a lot of cycling. Like, you know, um, I'd go out on my own for like 200 Ks and I did 24-hour mountain bike racing and did the Smiling for Smitty. You know, oh, yeah. Townsville. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd go out that Dover Road. I did it one Wednesday morning and I nearly got like collected by I don't know how many of the trucks going to the quarry. Mm-hmm. And I would say just never go in the weekday. You know, so I got home and my, my dad was actually doing some uh like renos at my house and I said, I said, I'm never riding that again during a weekday. Yeah. That is just so it's mayhem, isn't it? Yeah, I know the exact part you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I used, to, I used to go out. I've had things thrown at me, you know, like bottles of Bundy rum, like cans of Bundy rum hit me in the head once on the way from out on the way of David to Sanford. Um, and Tell him you yeah. took it to the cop station. I and did. Made him I emptied it. it. I put it in my cop and I made him uh, fingerprint it, but the thing, the person's <laughs> fingerprints weren't on file. But on that, uh... I ever see the Ute again. Yeah, it's just you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to forget it. So I don't know if I'll see that Ute again. But it was yeah. in the drive. Passage seat just threw it, clonk like half wow. a, a Bundy rum. It was like it was like nine ten o'clock in the morning, so obviously they'd been out still drinking and just like. Well, yeah, I don't know what it is. Hard. Yeah, I don't know what it is though. You know whether it's a, a jealousy thing, or they think, oh, you haven't paid road Rejo. tax. You know, I think yeah, it's just um, it's it's interesting. But runners, I seen when you're running, everyone seems to get out your way um they okay because oh, i've got no footpaths around here so i have to run down the side of the road facing the traffic you know and then get out yeah. the way as best i can but most people sort of take a wide berth and i'll put my hand up and say thanks you know not not that i'm saying hello i'm just saying yeah thanks yeah um yeah it seems to be a bit different uh running to um hmm. to to the cycling but I, I always say to people people who hate cyclists who aren't fans of cyclists i said if you go in your garage if you've got a bike have one of your kids got a bike that person out on that road could be like one day could be your son, daughter, you know, brother, uncle, auntie, you know, sister, 
and that's what I say to them. Because yeah, then people, you watch people's reaction. They go, oh, yeah, my son's got a bike. I said, what happens one day they got a ride on the road because there's no footpath? Yeah. They could be a 10-year-old on a bike. So, mm. um, exactly. It's not yeah. like someone riding a bike. It's someone's life that yeah. they're playing with. Like, thankfully, Jake's got a, a trainer here, like an indoor trainer. Yeah. He also uses Zwift quite a lot, which is okay. which is so much safer. And it's essentially like riding outside. So it changes, um, like, as you're going up and down hills and things like that. It's pretty much the same as being outside. We've but, always had a spin bike. We've got a spin bike mm. here. It was just on this evening because she didn't go out running um and uh, now and then i just use that or if I've yeah got, like if i've been injured i'd use the spin bike instead yeah um, good. That, yeah that's swift that swift looks so good yeah. it is so good. it's a lot of fun steve <laughs> oh, they do it for running hey like you can get it for yeah. treadmills and yeah. yeah 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 you i've used it a little bit on the treadmill a while ago um mm. you need to have a foot pod yeah yep and back, like I'm talking years ago, the foot pods weren't great, but I, yeah, I'd say that they've probably updated them these days. Yeah, you see, even when Jake's riding, you see people running on the same course. Oh, but really? The, yeah, the difference is like the bike. So if Jake's riding and if there's a hill on the course, the tension changes. What's so, increased? Yeah, so it's it's literally like you're riding outside going up and down hills, whereas if when you're running the treadmill doesn't change so you have to almost you'd have to change your incline oh, you or, you manually, just, or you just run you. Yeah, yeah. yeah gotta manually yeah. press the incline button when yeah, i used to be a member that. when i lived at albany creek and i was a member of the albany creek gym there you know where the pool is and um that in the gym they had these bikes that were they were like a spin bike but it was set up they had a watt machine and everything and you could pick a course and you could you could then ride your same course again and it would have you as a ghost to see where you were at and i think you could like put it in and race against other other people if you were so inclined but that was really good and you could just some of these courses were like a bit futuristic and other stuff but it would it was actually like they'd have someone like a pacer you could stick with a try and stick with a pacer as well whatever pace you want to do that but that used to really help get the hours by i spent yeah. a fair few hours um on that in the air mm -hmm. thankfully. <laughs> well that's what swift does as well has a little ghost yeah. stuff and puts you in groups and yeah there's paces and stuff there yeah pretty cool yeah it tells you yeah. percentage increase and in, yeah all your like performances past performances and mm. you can add workouts and things in there and it'll just automatically add the power as you you need it yeah does that come on the tv is that up on the tv yeah yeah, yeah. crazy yeah man. straight from the laptop into your tv and you can have it like a big screen and yeah yeah awesome. i need a tv <laughs> sounds so cool we've got to upgrade the treadmill and get that zwift i'd love that back to um you jake with your running before you got like your foot injury you kind of like had a like a because i was kind of following you what you were up to because you were sort of a similar standard to me and then you just all of a sudden had like a massive breakthrough and you run like quick 5ks you run a quick really quick half marathon was that at Noosa? It was, yeah. I bumped into you that morning, actually. Yeah, that's right. Chat. Yeah, and then, uh, and then after that was that when you got your injury, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you you run like like one sixteen low at Noosa, and you were saying that you think you know that was you run sort of conservative there. You were improving all the time. What um what was your what would you have targeted at Gold Coast had you not 
um, had that broken foot bone. I had a number in my head of 235 and yeah. to 238, I think was probably more realistic, but I, I really wanted to get to 235. So do you and reckon you'll track? Do you reckon you'll come back and have a crack at that soon? Yeah. 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 It just haunts me because I put so much work into it and everything was leading that way. Um, I sort of had a half ass crack, I guess, after Cairns Ironman, but it didn't go to plan. Um, I did Cairns Ironman and went to Gold Coast and just ran the half road to see if I could still run and did a 118. That was like 13 days after Ironman. Probably not the best idea, oh, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yeah, off, off like 50 or 60 Ks of running. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's doable. Steve, Steve will tell you it's doable. I, I, I did a... I did a 50k ultra off of about 40 or 50k a week of running, didn't I? That was about my, my ceiling. Steve goes, I don't know how to do it. But, uh, yeah. I'll sign um, you couple, crazy. Yeah. I've got a couple of questions. First one, uh, Jake. Sorry, uh, Jess, that Jake's doing all the limelight. No, that's fine. <laughs> you'll, get your, you'll get your turn. It's okay. He's yeah. more interesting. <laughs> Jake, uh, what do you think it is that, um, because there's a lot of people out there like myself as well, you know, you think, oh, I wonder how I can just get that, like get sub three hours or get, you were, you know, like you, you were doing well at running, but what do you think it was that made you just sort of go that next level? Really good coach for one, um, but he taught me to do a lot of slow running outside of any speed session. They didn't, and I guess, it took me a lot to get my head around that you don't need to do fancy speed sessions and they don't have to be these massive big ones that you, you know, you get 400 crowns on Strava or whatever. Um, it was more like some of his speed sessions were 20 minutes in duration and the rest around it was easy running. Yeah. And, and I kept asking him, am I doing enough? And he's like, yep, because you, you're fast twitch muscle fibers, you're getting them faster. And then he'd move that, speed into long runs um and he all the speed work we did he transitioned to long run workouts but they weren't like at where in your long run where you rinse yourself it'd be more like you go near your goal marathon pace go over it a little bit and then come back and i just did that week in week out consistently and made sure that i ran slow around anything that was a workout and recovered and I just started noticing all these breakthroughs happening, like, yeah. and and it just it they just kept coming, like it was crazy mm-hmm. how many. And I I did prioritize like food, a lot of food, proteins, um, a bit of nutrition around it, I guess, like your, your multivitamins, magnesium, sleep, and all those things put together, everything just seemed to work. And yeah, well, it was who's more your, simple. Coach. Um, Maddie Davies is from is Jess's coach actually. Um, so yeah, and he's he's like a, a bit of a master a guru. He seems to understand the individual, and he knows like what you're capable of through the training he's given you. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm picking up is it's uh, a few things you said. There would be good quality of diet, um, increase your volume, and slow runs. Yes. Yeah. Slow runs. Like I never really got it until I started doing it myself consistently. 
I didn't really see anything at the start, but then when I started putting some sessions in, you really noticed the difference in the slow runs after you did the sessions because you were more faster and more economical. So your marathon pace felt a lot more yeah. um, economical, I guess. Yeah. What would your slow run pace be? Um, five minutes a K, 5.30. Yeah, yeah. Shit, that is slow for like someone who can run that quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to like pull back sometimes, but then, you know, when you sit around 4.30, you're in the grey zone then, aren't you? Like yeah. it's sort of you're starting to work, but you're not. And, yeah. yeah, you're not really benefiting off that recovery as well. And that leads you on my next question. Um, like obviously you're, you're focusing a bit at the moment on the triathlons. Are you going to stick with that for a while? And just see where that can take you or is your love really with running you just want to slowly do running like jess love's always been with running um i do have this pretty lofty goal in mind for cam's ironman next year to um yeah get under nine hours but i'm not sure how far i'll get under it um and just yeah take at least 40 minutes off the previous time i did this year because you, um, you you qualified for the world champs didn't you yeah. In yeah. your first, is it, that was your first ever Ironman, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty incredible, really. <laughs> like people spend their life trying to like do yeah. that and you just sort of did rolled up and did it. Yeah. And like to do, he did nine and a half hours. There's not many yeah. people out there that can do nine and a half hours, let alone on their first Ironman. Yeah. So he nailed it. Mm. Yeah. Did you go to the Worlds, Jake? No, I didn't. Um because I wanted to go to Kona. They moved the, the spots around. Oh, and I thought yeah. Kona's more prestigious, more. Um, it has a lot more history. And Did yeah. the women's in Kona and the men's was Italy, was it Italy? Yeah, that's right. In Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just Why'd the, they do that? I think they just wanted to split it um, to gain more revenue being Iron Man, I'd say. They, they could have more people at each each venue then, I guess, as well. And, and they're taking it, it back. Are they going to take it back to Kona? They swap. They swap each year. Oh, now, okay. Right? Oh, good, so it's a good, good reason to qualify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, all, all I remember in that Ironman is when I got off that bike, I remember sitting in the change tent because my coach said, just, just take your time, you know, when you get off each transition. And I gave my bike to the person to wrap and I couldn't even walk. And I was like... I sat there with my shoes on. There's just sweat pouring off me. And I'm like, I don't know what fucking marathon now and i was just forced to do this i remember saying to him two o'clock in cans in the afternoon yeah i said to him the night before i said the worst part for you all of this is unknown except for the marathon and you're going to get to that run and think how the hell am i going to because that's the only part he knows right like never knew what the rest of it felt like but he knows what a marathon feels like so he sat in transition (laughs) Feeling sorry. Feeling that. sorry for himself, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but Have you done a half like... Ironman before? Port Macquarie. Um, okay. And that was tough too. Yeah, that was a different experience altogether. Probably the most aggressive swim and bike that I've ever done with, in terms of hills and, and people trying to drown you. Yeah. I had the best run, I guess, I've ever done in my triathlon, like strength-wise. So. Well, the Iron Man, I think he did 310. Did you do 310? 307. 307 off the back Ooh. of a 180k bike ride. Mm. 
I've always wanted to do an Ironman, and I, and I, I actually like two weeks ago, or a week ago, I was like, oh, you know what? I think I, I might actually seriously think about training, do a half yeah. Ironman, but I can't swim for shit. Like I can swim to stay alive, and I did. <laughs> I have done triathlons, and I remember yeah. uh, Ravy Bay triathlon. It took me 15 minutes to do 750 meters, and I was doing breaststroke <laughs> most of the way. I shouldn't lie. I got out of the water and I looked like I'd been at the gym for two hours because everything yeah. was just there. You know, my legs hadn't worked at all. But then I just smashed because I've been a cyclist and a runner. I yeah. smashed the bike, smashed the run. I think I did that 5K in like 22 minutes off of the back of That's everything. Good. That sounds um, like Jake's first triathlon at Ravy Bay. <laughs> but I just, yeah, just um, the swimming is what just, and plus all the years of kickboxing, my shoulders were a bit screwed. So yeah. it looked oh, like right. a one-armed man in the water. Yeah. I <laughs> But oh uh, you know, I never yeah, it's still there at 49 years old. There's still a bit of hope, but um, I know we'll see what we'll see. I'm changing, what that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But training anyway. is phenomenal. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, so I think it's the time you need for the training because I remember like with the cycling, cycling just takes up so much time, doesn't it, compared to running? You know, it's probably yeah. three three times three or four times the length. Or well, running, you know, you go for a two hour run three hour run on a Sunday morning, but you'd be out on the bike for like nine hours, you know, eight hours yeah. or something, wouldn't you, for 200 yeah. yeah, so it's just, um, it does, it, it is very consuming. So, um, yeah, fair play to find the time for the training for, for an Ironman. <laughs> I'm standing partner. <laughs> where, where are do you? Oh, where do you swim? <laughs> no, he's still here. <laughs> where do you swim, Jake? Like, have you got a local pool? Yeah, we've got Fernie Grove Pool. Um, I usually swim at Fernie Grove Pool, the Valley Pool, first one. And Ithaca Pool, there's this beautiful little oasis. I shouldn't really tell anyone, but um, it's across the road from the Suncorp Stadium. And, yeah, it's like this little hidden gem with, like, palm tree. I'll go down there at lunch or lunchtime at work and you know, train then. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of the guys I know down the Gold Coast, Bones, he, he swims in, like, some lagoon down the Goldie. Yeah. Um, Televudger. Or it'll be at um at the back of surface. Yeah. Has he said anything about a, a big fish that's in there that bites their feet? He, he's like um just fearless. Bull shark, wouldn't it? <laughs> like there'd have to be bull sharks in there, but I've I've questioned him about it. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> he did the Imagine. um he did an Iron Man in I think it's Oman somewhere, Oops. like in the middle east and like that's like sharky as and he just went and swam like like the day that he got there he went and swam like 2k out on his own just in the open water like he's just crazy yeah go to another reservoir and swim there no sharks then yeah thank god yeah swims there open water yeah but jess yourself um what um with your weekly running do you get a big running on the sunday or saturday or how do you split it yeah so um i do so my my week would be monday easy tuesday speed set wednesday i do a a, a semi-long run so anything up to like an hour 45 um friday speed and then sunday long run and then everything else in between is easy yeah so my long runs get up to i don't know two and a half hours Three hours, yeah. Do you run? Do you go off time that gives you the kilometers? Are you, or are you like, oh, I'm going to go today for twenty k, or do you go for like, say, I'm going to go for like hour and a half? Yeah. So generally, most of the time it's time. 
Okay. Um, but getting closer to a marathon, Maddie will um, put sets in my long run. So I'd have, say, three by 7K at marathon, play, marathon pace with um, two minutes in between or a K in between, whatever, and then a bit of a warm-up and warm-down either side. So 90% of the time it's, it's all time. Um, but my speed sets and my long run sessions are, are based on this, the session itself. Yeah. So some can take, be distance. You take Saturday as your rest day? No rest day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Active recovery. Active recovery. <laughs> uh, like, do you find that those big, like marathons, those big marathon sessions, sorry, that like, I just, I mean, I've only done two marathons, but that has been my favorite like training as a runner is doing those long runs with those marathon pace efforts. Like you yes. just feel like a real runner when you're doing those kind of workouts. Like, do you really enjoy those long workouts? I love the long workouts. And another one that I was completely shitting myself over was I had a um, seven by maybe six or seven by one mile on one mile off. But the ons were at like the off. Maddie's offs aren't necessarily offs. So his his float is not slow. So I I think it was like seven by one miles, and they were on at three fifties, and then the offs were at four tens or four fifteen. So hardly any change of just yeah. a little slowdown shit. Yeah, but they're the sessions that like I'll look at and my. I don't have the confidence in myself that I can do those sets. So then when I, I do them, I could, I love it. Yeah. And then I've had a couple that have been similar, but like a K on a K off, like nine, one K on one K off similar paces, but it's not a float as I would have thought. Like it's not recovery. He's yeah. still, Maddie's thing is that he likes to teach your body to how do I word it? Clear the lactic to, yeah, efficiently. Clear the lactic still at pace. He likes you to teach your body to do that rather than running a 340K and then doing a five minute K. Your, your body will clear the lactic a lot easier, but he wants me to teach my body to clear the lactic at a faster pace. Wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Talk us through your like um progression in the marathon. Like, what were you sort of first couple at, and then yeah, like, sort of as you got quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah. So my first marathon was a uh, three thirty seven, and then I think I did a three eighteen. Sorry, three three thirty seven still pretty good. Like with it's no. Like my one. <laughs> That's my first marathon. Yeah, yeah. I remember you said that they were the same. Yeah, three thirty seven. So and you're then, obviously ta like naturally talented to just be able to go out and do that. Strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, that, that, I mean, that was a, gosh, that was a while ago, but I, so I trained for it. Like I, I, my, my brother coached me back then and I properly trained for it. I didn't just go out and run a marathon yeah. with no, nothing yeah. behind it. Um, yeah. Then 318. How was then, the time gap? In between the two races. Yeah, so I think I did the 337 before kid, before Nate. Mate, no, I might have, yeah. 
So maybe I, yeah, I can't remember exactly when, but maybe in between kids, in between Nate and the girls, I did a 337. And then I think the next year I did a 318. Then I had the girls. So I didn't run that year. And then the following year after that, I did 310. And then that same year, I went down to Melbourne and I ran what I thought I was on track for sub three. And I remember, I don't know if you guys have done Melbourne, but you run down and then you run in the MCG and you run mm. around the MCG and finish. Okay. And my watch clicked over at 42.2 Ks at 259 and we were running down the hill to go into the MCG. So like the oh, course... No. On my watch was long because the average pace is four fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah, under three. But it was just mm. the GPS was out on my watch, and um, yeah, so I, I ran a three oh two, and was devastated. And then COVID hit after that. Mm. Um, yeah, so then didn't race, and I had a few races that I'd lined up for to try and do the sub three. So I think I'd lined up for Gold Coast that got cancelled sunny coast i had signed up for that it then got deferred mm. and then i think October. it got did it get they, deferred twice they pushed it back until like it was just October. boiling hot yeah yeah that's the one jake did but i remember the i was on the treadmill and i, I think i'd had three marathons that i'd signed up for and they were either cancelled or changed or whatever had cancelled most likely. And Sunny Coast was my last go. And I was on the treadmill and an email came through or something came through on Instagram or something saying that it had been deferred to October. And I remember I was talking to Jake and I just cried. Yeah, <laughs> like, devastating, eh? Devastated, yeah. Yeah. So we ran out and we just ran along. Um, we started at New Farm <laughs> and we ran up. Kingston Smith Drive ran out to the airport. There was three of us, and we just did a a marathon. And I did two fifty two fifty eight or something there. Wow. Yeah, and then the following year, um, which was last year, I did two fifty five at Noosa, and then this year two fifty one. That's quick. Two thirty something soon. <laughs> so yeah and and this year the, the 251 has been the most that was the most comfortable easiest marathon i've ever run in my life what where did you was that? that yeah is that melbourne yeah that was at melbourne yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think i've ever done a marathon where it is um or a half where it's like exactly you know that your watch is not the exact distance of the yeah, 42.195. And uh, yeah. it's probably because, you know, I, you know, well, usually I'm short, like park runs, I'm short because I'll take the racing line, but there must be something that they measure it. They, it must be measured perfect, but at the, a different line to what everyone mm. sort of runs. And uh, I, yeah, I think they've got to go over. I think they do for like a qualifying for, race. Yeah, they've got to go yeah. over, I think, 200 meters for a marathon. I think it's 100 meters for a half. I'm not sure of the exact measurements, but I know that they do have they do measure it mm. it over just a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. So but the, Melbourne was good. So the, the two fifty one in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, you had an elite start for that. Is that yeah. that's right? 
Yeah. Tell um for the listeners who are never ever going to make an elite start, what's the experience like? It was, that? it was, uh, it blew my mind. So we went, um, yeah. So I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a marathon entry. It was sold out. Um, and I applied for elite, and thankfully, um, Tim Crosby, who's the organizer for Melbourne, he accepted my application. Um, so I got an elite start. Um, it was the most amazing experience and I'm so, so thankful to him and, and that whole team, but we went down on the, on the Saturday, we went to the MCG, they took us down. So you go down to like the change rooms that the footy players or the cricket players would use cricket, cool. cricket. Yep. Um, they have like a whole change room set up, um, down there, they have like your numbers, all race nutrition. So gels, drinks anything that you could possibly need down there. Um, so we had barista. Yeah, they had a barista down there. New, new pair of Nike Alpha Flies. Uh. Yeah, we um, we did get we did get looked after from Nike as well, which was which was wow. a huge bonus. Um, yeah, so that was really good. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a, a Nike store that's what do they call it? A um, invite only. Yeah, it's like an invite only Nike store in Melbourne. Yeah, that we that we all got um, access to and 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 some good stuff from there. So that was really amazing. And on the day, um, we got we got walked straight down to the change rooms, and then from there we got taken from where we were, and we pretty much got taken straight to the start line. But it was good, like no having to worry about transport, no having to worry about toilets. If I didn't bring gels or anything, it was down there. So had all gels um, provided, um, all of our drinks were taken on the Saturday and we had our, there's a, a separate elite table. So they have priority start and elite start. The priority start, um, they just have their drinks in like buckets, but the elite start. So we had our own table at, at each um, station and we had someone handing us our drinks. Um, and then, yeah, afterwards, um, straight down back into the the change rooms and like you've just got your bag and everything there and yeah it was top notch like I've been in I've I've been in the elite area for Gold Coast Marathon as well and it's they've got heaps of work to do to Murdoch <laughs> to Melbourne like it's just those things you don't want to have to worry about on race day they they just think of everything they they've just got everything there sorted ready to go like and there's they, you have phone numbers for people if you need anything before the race. They're like right there to help you. Yeah, it's it was a really really amazing experience. And even just having like you like toilets that you don't have to queue up yeah. for must be yeah. just a relief because that's right. like the, one of the worst things before a race. Hey, like knowing that there's fifty people in front of you. Yes, huge relief. Huge relief. I know Jake's mate was racing them the marathon as well, and he missed the like he was late and he got caught back, oh, way, uh, back. way back. And he's like a two thirty eight, two forty marathon runner, and his first couple of k's were like five minute k's because he yeah, got stuck no. back, couldn't get yeah. ahead, and just just things like that. That all that all helps to assist with your run on the yeah. day, lowering your stress fresh. levels and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you get like courtesy bus from the hotel to the start or do you have to make your own way there still? 
No, we made our own way there. It's a yeah, funny but... story, Nathan. Yeah. I tried to coerce Jess to jump on the scooter and I would have drove down and she wouldn't be in it. Decided to walk. <laughs> it was like a one kilometre and he wanted to jump on this scooter. Yeah. Yeah. No, we stacking were... it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. so and so like you you had such a good run at Melbourne. Like what like was it just the training that went so well or was it your like race um like plan for the day that yeah that or? yeah so it was all that um like my training leading up was was really on point um yeah it was a I, I had a really really good block um mm. leading up to Melbourne um and my race plan was very specific from from Maddie. So I had to go out. He wanted me to go out for the first five Ks at 4.10. And I did that. Well, I think I averaged 4.07s, but I remember seeing Jake and his the three-hour balloon passed me really early on. And I saw Jake and he's sort of looking at me like, do you realise this three-hour balloon's passed you? Are you okay? What are you, what like, are you is doing? Is wrong? What's yeah. happening? And I just was patient. But I, I actually listened to... Um, well, Maddie, for one, what he'd been been telling me, and I actually listened to a pod, the Inside Running podcast, a couple of weekends earlier, and they were doing a review on um on Berlin, and Moose was on there, and he was saying, when you start a marathon, the first five k of a marathon, you need to be questioning what you're doing out there because you're so completely bored, and it feels so completely easy. And if you don't feel like that in the first five to 10K of a marathon, then you're running it wrong. And I listened to that podcast twice because I know Maddie and I had had that conversation. And yeah, obviously the race plan with him. And that's exactly how I felt. Like I got to 10K and I was like, this is not going to end well. But I just pushed from 10K and I just kept pushing. Like the last 10K of Melbourne is actually a, up is actually uphill and I negative split that marathon You're and sub four minute kilometers I yeah think. I finished at sub four minute k's like 350s mm. or something for the last three k's and yeah. besides the last three k's coming up to that I have never felt so comfortable in a race in my life like it was not hard it was easy I felt like I could just keep going the last few three four k's obviously I really pushed but leading up to that it felt so easy and I'm convinced it was because of how smart I ran that race yeah yeah it's gotta be a lot lot to be said for that hey like because you can always it's such a long way to run like you sort of feel like you got so even if you sort of have a bit of a bad patch early you've got so long to make up for it but if you go out hard and rinse yourself you seem to fade way worse, you know, like in the back half, you can lose minutes by just yeah. going to fall into bits, but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. got to finish. It takes strong. so much discipline too. So it's, and it's, it's really frustrating. Like I don't, don't know how you felt at Gold Coast, but it's frustrating trying to be so disciplined to run so smart. Some would say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like that last 3K, I made up 30 seconds, like just in, in 3K, and you're generally losing minutes at the back end of a marathon. Yeah. 
you must have felt good just passing people nonstop. So good, so good. Yeah. <laughs> but just passing like other girls on the that I had that were with me on the start line, passing them. Um, like at, it started at, at less than halfway. There were girls pulling off. And just, yeah, just, and Maddie said, he said that to me, he said, nothing will feel better and give you more energy than you at the back end, passing people every kilometre. And that's exactly what happened. There were people just dropping like flies. It's crazy watching it unfold like that when you're getting faster and everyone else is getting slower and just blowing up. Yeah. Moose seems to have like, he seems to have all that stuff really nailed down like even I don't know if you were listening to the podcast when he went to um shit was it Doha for the World Champs? Yeah. That was and a great listened, marathon. Yeah, and then I'll listen to his like recap of the actual race and like how he had a plan to just pick people off in the yes. second half and and he had all like motivational placards that his wife was holding for him and I was like he just thinks it knew that it would trigger him. So yeah. Like, and I was like, man, I listen to that thinking, geez, that's a smart, smart thing to do. Yeah. Because most people just go, oh, I'm just going to go for it and yeah, and just hang on and yeah. it never ends well, hey. You can't hang on in a marathon. <laughs> I can't hang well, on in can. 5K. Yeah. <laughs> let alone a Me marathon. <laughs> I've got to get that 5K quicker. Yeah. What about you, Jake? What's your like? Once you've got the Ironman done, like what's your sort of future goals? Or you don't really know yet? No, like I did a trail run yesterday um, and thought, oh, I could probably get back into ultra running and trail running. Like I was just, because <laughs> we live back in Mount Nebo there and I was like, oh, I really like this. And 42-year-old me is thinking, oh, I could probably not, like <laughs> my joints. And, <laughs> and then... I'm not sure after Ironman, like I put a lot of time into it, but there's always that marathon. Like it's always sat on the back of me where I haven't been able to get right. Um, and I, I really still, I want to get that, but I know what it takes to do it and whether my body will hold up again is another story. So, um, I think you'd be right. I think so now after what I know and, you know, managing niggles and things like that. I guess I'm a lot smarter than what I was previous to uh, old Jake trying to run down a marathon versus now. So, <laughs> but I've also learned that you don't need to run a gazillion kilometers like cross training. Um, I put so much emphasis on my bike that I can still run fairly decent enough with 50 Ks a week, 60 Ks a week. And but there's a lot of bike that goes in the background and swimming, but it seems to really just give you that aerobic base, um, which I'd probably use next time if I was to really target a marathon. But I don't think I've really thought past cans, to be honest. Yeah. I've, I've just been very laser focused on it and everything else is sort of training to me, I guess, like when I race and I still give it the best I got. But yeah. how far away is, is um, cans? Seven months. I've got seven months left. Yeah. So it's a lot of hours, a lot of hours, a lot of training, a lot of focus, a lot of learning, so much to learn still. All little you, things. Will you have like a few like Olympic distance tries in the lead up to that? Yeah. 
and my coach was talking to me about possibly doing Port Macquarie full before it, four weeks before. Um, not sure yet. I've got two coaches. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, there's probably a few that I still want to do. Um, I booked into Hell of the West. That's at Gundawindi. I'm not Gundawindi. Yeah, yeah. Gundawindi. It's uh, that's a really rough triathlon. They don't shut the highway. Um, the river is brown, so you can't see within two millimeters in front of you. You know, oh. someone grabbed a dead cow. Like it's an experience. It's great. <laughs> I love it. And the run is about a gazillion degrees. Like it's never been so cooked running before. But yeah, ones like that and um Port Macquarie and a few Olympic ones. I do like Bribey Triathlon as well. That one's fun. Malula um, Bar as well. I'm going to get that one right. Um, and then after Cairns, I'm really not sure. It's uh, good get to get to like a maybe a European marathon together. Yeah, that'd be cool. Eh? Yeah, that would be fun. When I was over in the UK, I, I used to love running around there and uh, around Shrewsbury. I'm not sure if you know where that is and. There were some really nice tracks around there. I used to love running around there. And there's some good oh, races. Yeah. Um, Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, where's that? Heard that I've heard of that. Is that down Midlands? south? Uh, sort Midlands. of up north from Manchester. Yeah. Shrewsbury's quite quite a way up. Yeah. Yeah, that was lovely. We're from down south. So. When was you living yeah. there? Um, Long time ago. Six years ago, I guess. It's my dog. <laughs> can you see this? Uh, the, can you see can you him? Run with the dogs. Oh, you got boxes. Come in. He wants to be in on the interview. You got a couple of boxer dogs, is it? They're yeah, boxes. true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, we do run with with Raffy, the younger one. The older one's nine. Yeah, but Raffy loves getting out there, going for a run. He's the fittest dog in southeast Queensland. Yeah. Oh, I bet he's got his own Strava. Yeah, it's like, cam- it's like it. cameraman's dogs, isn't it? They must be fit as. Fit oh, as fit. Yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. 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 Runs them a lot too. Yeah, for sure. Cool. What about you, Jess? What do you got coming up? Um, I don't know what I'm doing next year. Um, I was thinking about that the other day, actually. I'd, I'd like to do Melbourne again, but I don't know. I, I want to get two marathons in. So something in the beginning, I was, was thinking about Canberra. Um, but I don't know, don't know, not, not too sure yet. Two marathons, definitely. And I, depending on what happens there, I'll, um, the original plan was that I'd like to do a hundred next year, um, early next year, but I want to bring that marathon time down even more now. Sorry, a hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, come see past forty-two kilometers. It's, uh... Yeah, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I've done a few fifties. I've done GC fifty and um and River Run a few times. Yeah. So yeah, I've done the the fifty, but I'd like I would like to do a road hundred and just see what I could do there. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Jess, have you wanted to do any of the majors? Sort of go and maybe tick a few of those off. Yeah. I was meant to go to Berlin this year. So I actually had a 
uh, an entry into Berlin. So I qualified for as a fast runner. Um, so I didn't have to go on the ballot, which was really good. Um, it, the $8,000 for the flights wasn't good. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I deferred that. Um, I do have an entry into Berlin next year. So we're just sort of, I'm just seeing what goes around. I'd like to do the majors um, eventually, but I'm not in any rush to to go and get them done. Um, yeah, like just with the kids and everything like that, you know, we've got other priorities and me spending $15,000 to go over to Berlin for five days to run a marathon doesn't really work in in our family circle at the moment. Um, you know, I... I yeah, we've got we've got kids and and that they sort of come first and family comes first for us. So yeah. I'll get there eventually. But yeah, yeah, Who you knows? can't just Who like knows? you feel so selfish. Are eh, just taking off? And yeah. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I was saying like, I'd feel so bad if I went to like a different country that she'd never been to, just so I could go and do a race. Like I'd feel bad that she never got to experience yeah. it as well and then you'd feel bad that you didn't take the kids and if you take the kids oh my god it costs just yeah yeah be yeah be another mortgage that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah so we'll get there one day but like i'm just happy hitting goals and running locally at the moment yeah it is yeah, what you, it is you won the uh the gc 25k at the gc 50 on the weekend just gone yeah so you've won the 25, the 50. How many the team relay. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon on that event? Like it's such a rough time of year to run it. It is. This year was the hottest. Yeah. I ran two minutes slower than I did last year. This year. Last year would have been the, the probably the best conditions for GC50 in all the years that I've done it. Mm. Um other years it's either ridiculously windy like a cyclone or it's hot as hell and I I was talking to um to Rinny actually after the race on Sunday and she you know chatting about how we went and she actually made a, a really good point she said um GC 50 is not about what time you can run it's about who can handle the heat yeah. <laughs> and it's true it's true yeah. um yeah it's uh, it's such a, a great event. The people that run it are, are great. Um, there's, they have so much support around them. Um, some some great volunteers and stuff out on course um, with drinks and things like that. It's a it's a really well run event for an event that doesn't close roads. Mm. Yeah. So and it's it's fun. Yeah. Like Jake and I spend a bit of time down the coast. We have some friends and stuff down there. So it's yeah. It's it's um. It's good. And we like we like that event. Yeah. I love the Gold Coast. It's just such a it's got Thank such a cool you. vibe about it. Hey. Yeah. I I love it when I'm down there holidaying, but I think I'd get really bored with running beachside flat every single day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Nice yeah. just to jump in the sea afterwards though, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, so good. You that's one thing you, you wouldn't be able to beat. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, my um my wife's family live on the Sunshine Coast and I lived on the Sunshine Coast for a bit and that's how I met um 
my wife Tammy. But I when I first moved up there, I was like, I'm gonna go surfing every day after work and all this. And <laughs> all I did every day was I'd check the surf after work and go, Oh, I can't oh, be bothered. Goodness. And then just go home. <laughs> I'd go, oh, I can't be bothered. And yeah. yeah, I used to go surfing with Nathan most Fridays, and that was about it. Yeah, we used to get it, and I lived up the coast as well for a year. And it used to be like you used to be so fickle about when you'd surf because you'd wait till it was perfect. But if you'd driven up there from Brisbane, you didn't care if it was one foot or yeah. five, foot. you were going in, you know. And uh, but then the good thing is, you could I used to have some Sunday evenings at Karamundi all to myself, like they'd just be five o'clock, everyone's so left nice alone, and you'd just be like just cruising, it'd just be like, yeah. yeah no one else out but you felt a bit like shark bait but um yeah. you know it was um yeah yeah i yeah. remember when jake and i got together because he'd moved down to brisbane from the sunny coast and um and i always said to him i could never i don't ever want to live on the coast because you just take advantage of it and yeah since he moved to brisbane he sort of agrees like now we'll go to the coast and he'll just sit there and watch the ocean whereas before yeah, yeah he used to run to the beach every day and it just sort of became life right like yeah and took it for granted whereas now you really appreciate it when you're down there yeah 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 let's um we've got a couple uh, some maybe some uh quick fire questions uh for uh, both of you so yeah daily trainer what do you wear uh, i'm wearing the uh easy runs gel nimbus Speed sets, poker, long runs, Sacconi speeds or ASIC, um, Super Blast. What hawkers? Hawker Rocket X2. That's what I've been racing in. Oh, cool. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. It's de- easy up there with Nike, with the Alfies. Right, on Tuesday. And then... <laughs> <laughs> How about wow. you, Jake? John Invest 25 for easy um i have an array of cheap carbon plated shoes that i use for faster runs like i generally hocker rocket x2s or asics or um nikes 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 alpha fly nike next percent next percent i think they're called vaporfly vaporfly yeah yeah um speeds yeah, I don't know anymore. I just sort of like chuck them on. <laughs> just go yeah, but like the faster ones, I always seem to wear a carbon plate or the Sacconi speeds most times. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So race shoe, what's your race shoe? Yeah, so the Hocker Rocket Hocker. X2. Yeah. 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 Five. So you both put the super shoes on if you got to do a really hard speed yeah. session. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'll wear um, carbons for my speed sets, both speed sets a week, each week, and then racing them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I tried a pair of those hawkers on at um, DFO. They got a new shop at the airport DFO yeah. outlet. And I tried yeah. those, um, the super shoes on, and I was like, oh, they felt good. Hey, like that. <laughs> Do it. They, yeah, they did feel good. <laughs> Yeah. They're really good. Mm. They've got I like I think they've got like an aggressive rocker in them or something. So when you're tired, they sort of help keep your cadence going. Is that the yellow, yellowy colored one? Yellow, like yellow and green. Green, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. They're like 300 a pop, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not cheap. 
Yeah. Do you reckon they'd be good over 5K, like on the road? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's some good okay. runs. Race day breakfast. What's uh, the go-to? Banana. Really? Coffee. <laughs> okay, for, have... so for a marathon. So you're doing yeah, a marathon. Yeah. So for a marathon, I'd have a banana. I, yeah. I, I, that's all I'll have. I'll have a banana and then I'll have one or two flasks of infinite semi-race nutrition drink. Mm. Um, it's just easy carbs and your body processes it easy. And another thing I do is the day before a marathon, I'll have a bottle of my infinite drink and in the afternoon I'll sip on that. Um, it's yeah, your body, my body, your body processes the carbs much easier, um, because it's liquid, um, than eating like a a big carb meal. So I get those extra carbs in the day before. Yeah, but just a banana and infinite in the morning. No coffee? Don't drink coffee. Oh, wow. Do you do <laughs> caffeine Everyone, gels? Caffeine gels? I've just added <laughs> caffeine gels in, but only one at the back end of a marathon. Yeah. You have to watch um, how much caffeine's in them because I think some people, it just skyrockets yeah. their heart rate. Yeah. 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 Jake, what's... Uh, Okay, so if you if when you were doing your run, tell us what you're doing for running and then what you do for your Ironman. For running, probably just a coffee and maybe half a banana um, before a marathon. Yeah. Um, and then before an Ironman, I think I had two bananas, bowl of oats, and two coffees. Oh, wow, it was sinking in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need it though, don't you? Yeah. Right. And that must be hard nutrition, I suppose, when you're running. It's quite easy, but I suppose you don't take anything uh, while you're in the water? No, no. For that full hour, you're in the water just sweating and working for that hour. And then when you get out, you just shove it all in. I usually keep something at my shoes and just shove it in before I get on my bike and then keep shoving it in when I'm on the bike. With some solid food or more gel? Um, Yeah, it's some solid food, but I generally, it's... um, I use like my drink mix. It's like 75 or 90 grams of carbs per hour. And then I'll shove some gels in at the back end of the bike and and then just shove whatever I can in when I'm running because you're basically running. You know, I'm up to like, I think at one point I clocked about 120 grams of carbs an hour running. Yeah. Yeah, you need it, honey. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And uh, what's your... You, obviously, you, you guys unfortunately aren't sponsored, but what's your sort of favorite uh, run gear? Do you have like shorts that you like go, they're my go to? Because I'm like a Nike trail run shorts for trail running. Are just shorts. They yeah. are great shorts, yeah. though. Jake's got a pair of them, and I, yeah, I, I rate the Nike trail run shorts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wear Marlo, Marlo Republic. That's all I really run in. Um, which are now becoming like a win. Um, Triathlon brand. Yeah, win. I can't think of what they're calling it's it. Republic. Win Republic something. That's Beth um, McKenzie's. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. partner and wears that, her stuff. It's nice, hey? It's yeah. great, yeah, yeah. And they've been really good to Jake and I. Um, yeah, helped Jake out when he started in triathlon and stuff as well. So we're really thankful um, to have their support as well. Yeah. But, yeah, their, their stuff's amazing. It's all, mm. it's all I run in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I must say about that stuff because the seams are made like you don't get the seams on in your usual kind of like spot where both your legs are going. They they've changed it like like yeah. you know, a good cycling short. You know, you that you get the the seams are like so where you don't 
you aren't going to sit on them or rub. But that was mm. one thing when Matilda, my partner, got hers through in the post. She was like, oh, well, the seam is just like, yeah, you don't get any rub. Yeah. Yeah, it just fits best. Spent a lot of time on um, on ensuring that it fits well and pockets and things are where they need to be in the right size. And, yeah, it's a, she's got a really, really great, great brand, great product there. What happens when a when a, like an athlete creates it? Hey, like they they just know what it needs to have and what it needs to do. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jake? I wear Win Republic, so it's, yeah, Beth and Luke McKenzie stuff as well. Yeah. Um, all their running stuff, all their triathlon stuff as well. Um, I've tried other stuff, but it just I don't know, even like what Nathan said made a lot of sense about like where the seams and everything run and you even notice it in like the running shorts as well, like the inner and yeah. you, you don't rub or chafe anywhere. They're really good. And same with their tri suits, like they don't, you don't get neck burn or anything like that from the swim. And yeah, they've, they've really, they've really got it nailed, mm. got it down pat with their suits. Yeah. What about, um, like sun protection because you guys are often in the sun like do you worry about the sun or do you wear like sun cream or yeah we um we use uh sunscreen with from a brand called scorcher Mm. um yeah those guys have a great product i was really lazy with um (laughs) with with sun protection mostly because when you put sunscreen on I sweat a lot and it just goes in your eyes, yeah. stings, it leaves your face white. Um, yeah, all sorts of yeah, and, and I just ended up not using it. Anyway, we um we the this brand Scorcher have created and it's really just a face. Um they call it a zinc. So it's a it's a tinted zinc. And it, I, I use it on my kids. My parents use it. We use it when we go to the beach. I use it running. Jake uses it on the bike. Yeah. Um, if we go down the park, the kids use it. And my my kids are always complaining about the like the sunscreen going in their eyes. And yeah, this stuff you just put it on, and it feels like you're not wearing anything. Mm. And it, the, it just doesn't, it doesn't go in your eyes. It doesn't come off with sweat. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to get some of that scorcher. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll oh, send you cool. the um, I'll send you the link. You can put it in the show notes, as they say. Yeah, wicked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it cool. in the show notes. Yeah, anything else, is, Nate? It's interesting because when I do marathons, you usually start early, so I don't put any sun cream on, and you know, you hopefully like you don't get too burnt. And they usually they they're in um, they're in winter anyway, so. I mean, stupidly, and even though we we're in Queensland, I just sort of think, oh yeah, it'd be okay. But you know, we get you get burnt still in an overcast day, don't we, up here? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately. But when I used to cycle, like we'd stop at you know morning tea or whatever, and you just get the sun cream, and you just go, and you wouldn't even rub it in properly. You just as long as you'd got it coked somewhere. And I remember someone obviously wasn't that experienced. They go, oh, you haven't rubbed all your sun cream in. And I said, okay, as long as I'm. <laughs> got it on just yeah. caked in it you know because i've always yeah. just been forever trying to rub it in and you just don't want to get it yeah it is crappy in it like and i feel like i do sometimes sweat more when i've got sun cream on especially yeah, you know, in your definitely. arms 
yeah uh, your neck and everything else you just feel like it's sort of holding the sweat in yeah you can almost feel it on your face mm. yeah this the stuff that that we use you yeah you can don't even feel like you got sunscreen on yeah awesome <clears throat> oh cool should we wrap it up there yeah sorry i just had to shut the window the dogs yeah the guard dogs down. Okay, yeah. <laughs> might be the might be the fox, but uh, yeah. no, it's um, no, it's been great having you guys on, and um, hopefully, like, I've learned a bit, and hopefully, our listeners will have enjoyed having you guys on as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah, so much, cool. guys. Thanks heaps for doing it. That's right. We've been really listening good. for a while now. So it's good to um to jump on and have a chat. Yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, we right. saw Steve down at Gold Coast 52 at GC50. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, he was going to jump on, but it's just a bit too late for him. He's it's night work. shift. Yeah. Yeah, he needs some sleep. Yeah, we ran into him like... before the race. Yeah. yeah the heat cool. got to him, I think, a bit at the end. Yeah, yeah got to everyone. <laughs> yeah, did. Got to Even for us people just out going for a Sunday morning run, I got yeah. cooked. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crap. Anyway, thanks again. Uh, no worries. Thanks, Heath, guys. Well, nice to meet yeah. you, Nathan, as well. Yeah, nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, great. And uh, we'll hopefully meet up in person. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, can't get over that. We're, we're going to the we're going to the beer mile relays. Yeah. Um, in what's that? Not this weekend. The weekend after at Nunda Crit Track. So. If, uh, <laughs> is it on what day? Is it on the Saturday or the Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, we might, we might, we, we're, we're on holidays until next Saturday. We're going, we're going down the coast for a week, but we okay. might, um, might pop down on Sunday and see who doesn't fall over. Yeah, Joel's <laughs> doing the, um, Joel's the doing the for the event. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. So, uh, big event. Yeah. I can't, I can't scull, I can't scull oh. beer to, to save I'm my barely life. A so. beer drinker. <laughs> You're a real struggle. Well, it is actually, it's non-alcoholic beer, isn't it? But it tastes like beer. So, yeah, yeah. get it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we might see you guys down there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. We'll wrap it there. Happy holiday. Have fun. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See you later. See ya. Shine, you can put the time on mine. Show me these purple.
elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind, now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal messages can't Troubles behind, yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Oh, sometimes our minds play these tricks on us. Sometimes we find that our minds they climb higher and they should climb up our imagination. Mine, 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 mine. 